0: Yes. Five, four,
1: three, two,
0: one.
1: Welcome to Up in Your Business with Carrie McCoy, a production of flagandbanner.com. Through storytelling and conversational interviews, this weekly radio show and podcast offers listeners an insider's view into the commonalities of successful people and the ups and downs of risk taking. Connect with Carrie through her candid, funny, informative, and always encouraging weekly blog. And now it's time for Carrie McCoy to get all up in your business.
0: My guest today is the multifaceted and uber creative Miss Garbo Hearn, founder and visionary of Hearn Fine Art Gallery, Hearn Fine Art Consulting and Appraisal Services, and Pyramid Arts Books and Custom Framings. And I just found out you have a uh, auction house. Yes, with my husband. I know, all of this is of with course. your husband. All of this- Before taking this entrepreneurial leap, Garbo was a pediatric intensive care nurse at Arkansas Children's Hospital. What a difference. She received her nursing degree from the University of Arkansas at Fayetteville and her appraisal studies and certificate from New York University. Ms. Hearn and her husband, Dr. Archie Hearn, are busy proprietors. They're side-by-side businesses, Hearn Family Clinic, Hearn Fine Art Gallery, and Pyramid Art Books and Framings are all nestled together in the historic Dunbar neighborhood in downtown Little Rock, Arkansas. Oh, and if that's not enough, she and her husband co-wrote two decades of African-American art, Hearn Fine Art 1988-2008, through 2008, and you are on the board of Arkansans for the Arts, whose mission is to advance the economy of art in Arkansas. Today, we'll find out how and why Garbo went from an intensive care nurse at Children's Hospital to a business owner, author, and art enthusiast. It's a pleasure to welcome to the table the creative, hardworking entrepreneur, Ms. Garbo Hearn. Well, thank you. Your husband, Ar- Dr. Archie Hearn.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Did you meet him while you were a nurse? Yes, I did. That's a whole nother
2: hour show, so we don't want to go uh, into all of that, Oh you know, the doctor nurse story.
0: A little bit. No, just a little bit. Just a little bit. I love the romantic side of life. I mean, so you're a nurse, you're going to UAMS, you start practicing at UAMS and he's already there practicing? No, actually,
2: he came from California. He was doing his residency at Howard in D.C. and came to complete a public health Obligation in Arkansas. So that's how we met. He had a community clinic here. And but you're at UAMS. How do you meet somebody in a community clinic? Well, I graduated from UAMS. I worked at Children's Hospital. And his community and, and clinic was his associated? His community clinic was not associated. I mean, you know, you run into people. I mean, it is what it is. It was exciting. He, Still uh, is. He, what, what about him impressed you? Very smart. Is he? Very smart, innovative, you know. Loves to take risks. So
0: he moved from California to Arkansas,
2: California, D.C., Ohio, Arkansas. Is he in culture shock? Um, not necessarily. And he did something about it because he said, hey, we're going to open an art gallery and bookstore. I was like, OK, let's try it.
0: I was going to ask you if that was his idea or your idea. His
2: idea. He started collecting art in college. He lived with an art professor, understood the value and the need for art. And, of course, here in, in Little Rock at the time, there was not a lot of art, uh, quality African-American art represented in a gallery setting. So we did it. There wasn't probably any. No, it wasn't. So
0: you were impressed by him. You're working at the university. I mean, you're working at Children's Hospital and you're thinking... You're thinking this is too stressful. Was there an event that happened that well, made you actually, say? Actually,
2: I left Children's Hospital and I started working in a clinic and I worked and I had my own business. I was doing some consulting for surgeons in terms of checking patients as to how much education they got, how well they did, if you compare Telling a patient what to expect when they get out of surgery, what to eat and just how to take manage their own care as opposed to just checking in the normal hospital procedures. Because nurses, hospital nurses are very, very busy and education is not clearly the first thing they have to do is make sure you understand what's going on with you. So I did a little of that, just comparing that for with surgeons. And so I was, you know, busy. So you're at Children's Hospital working in intensive care. Let me just
0: wrap my mind around this. And mm-hmm. you're thinking, oh, my gosh, I I don't know how you can see those babies.
2: Well, no. I mean, with pediatric intensive care, you could have a patient from zero to 18. OK. So when they come into intensive care, they're either going to stay there a couple of days and go upstairs or... They meet their maker at either hmm. rate. It's, not, it's a short period of time that you're with that patient. But, you know, you have to make sure how it's total deal, care. How do you deal with that? How do you separate yourself from that? Well, every patient is a human being. I and know. you want to do the best for them at the time of what they need. And, you know, generally they have good outcomes. And that was the beauty of it. So I love that. Um, We got married, had children, um, They don't want to hear my child has a fever. Mm -hmm. They want you to come to work because you're trained, specially to work in that setting. So there's not a lot of people that can replace you. But at any rate, the need for um, a gallery and bookstore took on. I mean, I had, I was in between, I was actually on leave and I was with my having my second child. Mm -hmm. And so between that and going back to work wasn't that attractive. So, in that period of time, we opened the gallery, so that and was hadn't the event. gone back, hadn't
0: gone back, hadn't gone back. <laughs> so that yeah. was the event that changed everything. As you were pregnant, and you knew that going back to work as a nurse was going to be so demanding. Being right. already having
2: a baby, I had a baby, uh, and I, I was about were- to have a second one. So you know, this was just a, a great opportunity for me to be the mother I wanted to be, keep my children with me, that kind of thing. So I had the opportunity to do that, and. They came to work. You know, I brought them. And some people thought we had a nursery going on. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a fun experience. And uh, we moved. We started out on 12th and Fair Park. Very small space. And then we moved down on Main Street, 1308 Main Street. We were there for like nine years. Then we moved to the River Market District. Mm-hmm. Stayed there about nine years. And now we're home in the Dunbar Historic Community on Wright and Chester. So. Uh, your husband...
0: has his office right next to you.
2: Yes. Was he always in that neighborhood? No. I mean, actually, he was in the, he's been around, he was on 12th Street as well. He was on 13th. He had a clinic in Louisiana. He was in the doctor's building in Chennault. He's moved around a lot. And we both looked at each other at, at some point and said, we've both been renting for way too long. That's so hard. let's find a space and, you know, we could probably have built a golden corridor with all the rent we paid. So that, mm-hmm. You know, if you've been in business for as long as we had been at least 20, 20 years for me and he had probably been 25, 26 years. So it just made sense. hmm.
0: Um, for those of, before we go to a break, for those of the people we're going we're gonna to get off nursing, but but before but for uh, nurses are angels. Yes. I hate to hear that yes, we yes, don't yes. we lost you because you're no, so. I awesome. still
2: have my license. Yeah, I am still licensed to, to nurse, and I can. So you're, beware, pool nurses. I You're, can show up any day. No, <laughs> your no aura, I'm just kidding. Your aura is so nurturing
0: and loving and sweet. I mean, I would love to have you as my nurse ever. So if, for people, that a lot of people are going into nursing because we need more of them and yes, they're angels. Definitely. Uh, what do, do you have any advice for anybody out there that wants to be a nurse before we go to a break?
2: Well, I think if it's if it's in you, you can do it and you want to do it. You love caring and helping people. And now you have to know technology because nursing is a lot of technology these days. They take blood pressures with an instrument. I mean, it's Mm -hmm. just so many different things that are going on. You know, technology has changed every um, area. So I think it's exciting, I think. Did you always want to be a nurse when you were a kid? I always did. My parents both were educators and both tailors. They both were. What do you mean, tailors? Tailors. They graduated from Tuskegee University and they were tailors. Oh, sewing. Oh, sewing. That's what so I So They made go for. all of our clothes. I love it. That's I was very just artistic. Always upset because I was like, oh, why, why, why can't I just go to pennies or sears like everybody else? I never realized just exactly what oh, I was wow. growing up in the the creativity there. There were two sewing machines. They were always sewing. And my mother was a, a second grade teacher. My dad was a principal. So I said, oh, I don't want to be a teacher. I don't want to be a tailor. I'm going to be a nurse. So but that's I why you have this that. love of learning. Yes, I think so.
0: And then they sewed in the evenings and on the weekends. Yes. What What did they sew? Um, they made
2: patterns. They made evening you know, gowns,
0: uh, pageant everything. dresses.
2: They were, I have uh, two sisters and a brother. So they made all our all clothes, clothes. And we were the best dressed and didn't even realize it, I don't think.
0: Did your mother do this at Christmas time, sew labels off of clothes into your clothes so that you wouldn't know that they made them? Mm-mm. My mother did that because I, I was exactly like you. I was like, yeah. mother, why are you making all my clothes? I didn't really know. And she, so she cut labels out of old yeah. clothes and sew them into our clothes to try to Never us. did
2: that. Never <laughs> did that. They would say, okay, it's time for you to get a new coat. What color do you want? What kind of material? I was like, <laughs> a cult but you know it was an experience i love
0: that story the hard-working parents it paid off because yes. you're hard working too this yes. is a great place to take a break when we come back we'll continue our conversation with miss garbo hearn founder and owner of hearn fine art gallery Hearn Fine Art Consulting and Appraisal Services, Pyramid Art Books and Custom Framing, and her auction house. We'll find out what it's like to be her, an art lover, author, proprietor, and about her and her husband's real estate decisions to invest in the historic but distressed Dunbar neighborhood in downtown Little Rock, Arkansas. We'll be back after the break.
2: A dozen miniature flags on the bar. A banner placed on the walk, a flag that flies to welcome you in and pennants wishing you
0: luck. We have all your Saint Patty Day decorations and party supplies at the FlagandBanner.com, downtown Little Rock, Monday through Friday, eight to five thirty, and Saturday, ten to four.
1: One of the most popular ways to catch up with the interviews from Up in Your Business with Carrie McCoy is on our YouTube channel up in your business with Carrie McCoy. Not only do you find the full-length interviews that air on the radio, but you'll also find highlight reels. If you've only got five or ten minutes to watch somebody interesting from Central Arkansas answer questions from one of the most interesting people in Central Arkansas, Carrie McCoy, check out the highlight reels. Recently featured, Matt Bell, the chef from South On, Maine. Former Attorney General Steve Clark. Former Governor Jim Guy Tucker. It's filled with highlight reels, and you'll get lost in the conversations. Subscribe today, up in your business with Carrie McCoy, the YouTube channel.
0: You're listening to Up in your Business with me, Carrie McCoy, and I'm speaking today with Miss Garbo, Hearn, founder and owner of Hearn Fine Art Gallery, Hearn Fine Art Consulting and Appraisal Services, and Pyramid Art Book and Custom Framing in downtown Little Rock, Arkansas. Before the break, we talked about Garbo growing up in an academic family with a mother and fathers who were teachers, about them sewing all of her clothes, and how they were entrepreneurs and creative people uh, when she was young, and that 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 hard work rubbed off on her, and that she always wanted to be a nurse, and she grew up and became a nurse, and she met her doctor husband, and then they became entrepreneurs when her family was started. So that's where we're up to, if you missed any of it. so and then we so now we're going to move into how you decided on art as a career. You said your husband was the doctor. Yes, Dr. Hearn was
2: a art uh, collector. Art collector I started collecting in college, moved to Arkansas, and realized there was a void, uh, especially as it relates to African American culture. So henceforth, we started Pyramid. It was Pyramid Gallery. Yeah, so we've changed our name over the years as the business has evolved. Uh, We showcase primarily prints and work by local African American artists. We moved quickly into, we added a bookstore and the service of custom picture framing because whatever I framed, nobody liked the mat. They wanted to change. So the customer service person that I am, I was like, Mm -hmm. I'll change it. And I'll make it happen. So I was spending a lot more time at the framer than I was at my business. So we ended up buying uh, a frame shop that went out of business, their supplies. And then we ended up hiring a framer and henceforth we became custom picture framers. And then, of course, books are just the the source of any knowledge is power. You got to read for yourself and having a bookstore Was so important to our business to help traffic and just the whole educational process of being a platform for local, regional, and national authors and artists. So it just kind of melded together. So the the pyramid was first. It was pyramid art, pyramid gallery. Gallery. Mm -hmm. Then it became pyramid gallery and books, and then we moved to. The River Market District. We decided to. You were the first to move to the River Dock.
1: Yes, we were
2: on the first floor. We were next to where the Museum of Discovery. We were there before the Museum of Discovery, and you know there several restaurants on the end. So we outlived all those. And, and the beauty of it was, we initially we came from Main Street, and we had a sign on our building because we wanted to build the space, but we didn't get the loan. Forgot to take the sign down, and someone bought the building, so had to move. There we go. That's so the place on Main Street. That was the place on Main Street, 1308 Main Street. And so we moved into the River Market District and we got to build out the space the way we wanted to. So it was kind of like the best of both worlds. So I still got a new space, wasn't mine, but I was able to, and we were right in the center of that building. Mm-hmm. And it was it was smaller, very compact, but you know, we got the job done and we grew our business there. And is that um, when you changed your name? Yes.
0: From Pyramid. From
2: Pyramid. Well, I kept Pyramid. I kept Pyramid. I read an article that said, you know, if you believe in your business, put your name on it. And it also said, you got to be sure that people know what you do is in your name. So I had all this space. I said, okay, I see it here. Hearn Fine Art. Pyramid Art Books and Custom Framing, again, explains I kept my roots in Pyramid because Pyramid came from the fact that the pyramids are always going to be there. You mm-hmm. go to Egypt, they've been there. They begin in the beginning of time. So I should get everlasting. That's why I put pyramid in the beginning.
0: Well, and most, I think I read where you said most art galleries don't last more than five, five years. years.
2: Five years is the turning point of... And when you're going to make it. And so st- now we're starting on year 31. We opened in 1988. So I mean, but every year is just like the beginning. Every year is the new year for me. So I I can't really, I know it's been 30 years, but I say, I, I hope I have 30 more years.
0: What was it like starting your business? What, I mean, did you think, how do you even, did you use your own money? Did you think this is going to be harder than I think it is, or did you think it was going to be easy and it turned out to be harder than you thought?
2: It was a challenge. It was something that my husband wanted to do. He wanted me to help him. Someone had to um, be that person that actually had a real job that had to support the family so So that was him that was him and so I had the opportunity to take this dream that he had and it became mine and I just I taught myself the business of art and the business of just being in business and all and you know working as an intensive care nurse you had to understand how to prioritize what needed to be done so that really prepared me to be a business owner um I went in with so many unknowns, if I probably had known the unknowns, I probably would never have done it. What
0: was different? Did you think that
2: what was something that happened that you thought,
0: wow, I didn't expect that?
2: When I sold my first piece of original art, I was just completely shocked. (laughs) I was like, oh, my God, it didn't take probably, probably six months. In that, because, you know, we were selling prints and posters and, you know, the whole just getting to understand and then meeting artists. And as my uh, knowledge of business and art grew, I realized that I was doing my customers a disservice by not offering them original art because art is the basis of our civilization. It tells our story. And why would you spend three hundred dollars on a fr- on a fifty dollar print? when you can own an original. Yeah. And you want that and it builds generational wealth. So it's a wealth building piece that art, if you are interested in collecting and, you know, the more art, you know, there were so many artists that had never been to Arkansas that we brought and we gave them, um, fine art exhibitions and they met long life, you know, friends because of just coming just because of our existence. So that's why I had to differentiate the pyramid art the decorative art from the fine art to yeah. move into another another level and just expose myself to other people who didn't necessarily want to show in a frame shop
0: yeah when um when did you decide that you wanted to be an appraiser
2: well that came in 2004 and people would come to me what's this worth what's this worth i bought this from you 10 years ago what is it worth now and I realized that that was something I, I needed to teach myself. I needed to go and figure out how to how to do this appropriately. So I went to NYU and I did a six week intensive course. Did you live up there? Yes, stay there for six weeks.
0: Oh, how fun! I took
2: my um, youngest daughter. She was a I think she was a sophomore and or a junior in high school, and so she went with me, and she stayed with. Actually, her first babysitter in Connecticut. So she stayed with her and I went to NYU and I used to see her on the weekends. Did you stay in a dorm? I did.
0: How old are you when you were doing this?
2: Let's see. I don't remember. It was 2004, doing the math. I had to be in my 40s. How adventurous. Yeah. But I needed to know how to do it. And I wasn't the online person and I wanted, and you know, the idea of going there for six weeks. They took us all over New York. They took us to, you know, every museum, auction house. And I just learned how to do it. And, and you then, came home or you changed? Uh, yes, I was ready to be home. I loved, I know how, why I live in Arkansas and mm-hmm. I love Arkansas. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a six week adventure.
0: Did your husband come
2: up to see you? He did, came at the end. You know, and then I actually had um, a couple of artists that I represent from New York. So while I was there, I was working on a, I did an exhibit there. So I took, I spent six weeks organizing that practice. I can't just do one thing at a time, of course.
0: No, you can't.
2: Uh, So that was really fun.
0: That's, that's wonderful. So you've created all these relationships that last a long time through
2: all your art connections. Right. So it's, you know, like you evolve from decorative art to fine art to appraising art. And then the auction house piece is just the next level of people as they downsize, as they move on and buy better art, or, you know, they want a a way to move it.
0: I don't think people realize that art is kind of generational wealth. It is. If they'll
2: they'll hang on to it. If they hang on to it, they keep their paperwork. And if they, you know, you should never buy art to sell it. You should buy art because you love it. And, it, that's right. and you should know that it is a value because of just because that's just good business if you're collecting original art. But then from there, if you want to give it to your children, you know, there's such the sentimentality of buying from an artist, getting to know that artist and to watch that artist grow that you don't want to part with it. And hopefully that you instill the same love of art in your children.
0: I love that. You said this. This is a quote you said that I think is really nice. You said you and your husband opened Pyramid Gallery, which is now Hearn Fine Art Gallery, in 1988 because you felt it was important for people to experience African-American culture through the arts, and it was a niche market that wasn't being served. Mm-hmm.
2: Are you still the
0: only people serving it?
2: No. I mean, we have Mosaic Templars Cultural right. Center in downtown Little Rock. There are... Uh, galleries in Northwest Arkansas and the House of Art in North Little Rock. So I'm excited that uh, what we've done has taken hold and people are taking that leap and doing it as well. So Pine Bluff, there's a gallery. uh, Henry Linton has opened Mm -hmm. his own studio. Oh, he has? Yeah. So it's exciting to see people grow and to see the whole art market just explode. African American art is really on the upswing now. If you look at um last year, Crystal Bridges had the Soul of a Nation exhibition that went from Arkansas to Brooklyn and now it's headed to Los Angeles. It's gonna open at the the Broad in March, actually.
0: Good. So, so you know So was- you've moved everybody down to Wright Avenue in the Dunbar neighborhood. Yes. Uh do you feel like that was a great move.
2: Definitely. A piece of property with a stoplight already there. That all, that tells <laughs> you right there, you got traffic. That's right. You know, they have to stop. You yeah, have to building. stop. Your neighbors are the Sue Cowan Williams Library, Allison Church, Presbyterian Church, the oldest African-American school in the state of Arkansas. Dunbar. Dunbar, which will be celebrating 90 years this year, 100 years in 2029. So, I mean, what kind of I mean, that's the best neighbors you could actually have so and your
0: building is beautiful if anybody goes by what's on the corner of Wright Avenue and and Chester and Chester if you you do you sit right at that stoplight and you go Mm -hmm. oh that's a nice building and it has your name Hearn all over it so you took advantage of what that man told you if you're proud of it put your name on it you did
2: yeah so if you put your name on it you know you're representing you everything you do you go out so that's why it's important if you believe in it
0: you believe in it all right this is a great place to take a break when we come back we'll continue our conversation with miss garbo hearn founder and owner of hearn fine art jewelry Hearn jewelry gallery, gallery. sorry <laughs> uh hearn fine art consulting and appraisal services and pyramid art books custom framing and an auction house we'll continue talking about her consortium business of uh, businesses their challenges and successes, the work she's doing at Arkansans for the Arts, a nonprofit that advocates the arts, art education, and the creative economy in Arkansas. We'll be back after the break.
1: If you feel like you'd like to advertise here on Up in Your Business with Carrie McCoy, and also in Brave Magazine from Flag and Banner, there are so many Central Arkansans who listen to this show and read that magazine because we're available on all kinds of platforms, and you can reach every single one of them with your ad. We're on two different radio stations on YouTube, the Democrat Gazette's digital features page. We're online with more than a 100 podcasts. You can be a part of these influential shows. You'll be speaking to the aware and active Arkansans who listen to Up In Your Business with Carrie McCoy and Read Brave magazine. Just call this number 375-7633. 375-7633 375-7633 and you'll be able to talk to somebody about advertising in brave magazine and right here on up in your business with carrie mccoy the number again 501-375-7633
0: thank you you're listening to up in your business with me carrie mccoy and i'm speaking today with miss garbo hern founder and owner of her own consortium somebody called it what do you call it, a consortium but we looked it up. It's actually pronounced
2: consortium. It's Thank you. Word. You learn it's, something every day.
0: can <laughs> tell you, you'll learn something on this show. It is the word for the day. And uh, anyway, her consortium is Hearn Fine Art Gallery, Hearn Fine Art Consulting and Appraisals and Pyramid Art Books and Custom Framing in the downtown Little Rock, Arkansas area. And uh, your husband's, I didn't even put this in there. Your husband's Hearn Family Clinic yes. is also right there. Right there. Uh, Dr. So we take
2: care of the soul. You sure do all the way inside and out.
0: Yeah. Mind, body and spirit. Exactly. That's that's right. And then you've also got another one. You started
2: the uh, Hearn Southern Auction House. Yeah, that's a consortium. And let me
0: let me just tell everybody the word for the day is consortium. And it means an association typically of several business companies. If that is not what that is, I don't know what
2: is. Yeah, we take it to the next level.
0: Y'all do. Y'all are busy (laughs) Business people are so creative. They're always creating businesses. Um, Here's another quote you said that I absolutely love. Quotes. Where are you getting these from? (laughs) Because I I do my homework. Okay. But I do want to tell everybody if they've missed any part of this show that they can go listen to um, a podcast of it that will be made available next week where we talk about how you transitioned from a nurse to this entrepreneur and art critic that you are. I don't know if you're a critic, not but, a critic, <laughs> but you're an art enthusiast, let's yes. say. Art enthusiast. So yes. here is your quote. And I love this. This is my favorite quote you said that I read of all the things, of all the interviews you did. Art is important because it conveys people's struggles and triumphs and solidifies my belief that we are more alike than we are different. That's true. We are more alike than we're different. Mm-hmm. I see it every day. How do you find artists for your shows? You went to New York and met some. Is it all just networking?
2: Well, it's a lot of networking. You meet artists who know other artists. And my goal is, you know, I probably have about 55 to 60 artists that I've worked with over the lifetime of the gallery. And my goal is to work with artists who are passionate about what they do. They have a signature technique. You know their work without looking and then we recognize it. And, you know, having, teaching people how to invest in themselves and generational wealth, you've got to have all levels of art. So that's why I have, you know, emerging mid career master artists so that you can move in all circles and educate yourself. All of them can be affordable because, you know, we have that famous. Uh, we call it installment plan. Some people call it layaway. Oh, I see. You can do whatever you want if you want a piece of art. Mm-hmm. You know, when you go, some people when you go buy a car, do you go in a do you go buy a car and say I'll just take that one and write a check for thirty or forty thousand dollars? You wish go I in there with an idea that you're gonna pay on it, yeah, right? But right. the thing about art as opposed to a car, when you get that piece of art on your wall at home, it's gonna be worth more than that car. Yeah, it is. You know, so I say Uber, ride the bus, buy art. It's just the
0: enjoyment of having art in your home. I did not st- become interested in art. I didn't know why people liked it. I didn't, couldn't tell a print from anything else till I probably got to be uh, in my late 30s. Mm-hmm. And somewhere around there, and I had lots of artist friends, somewhere around there, um, I ended up buying a piece of art inexpensively from somebody and hung it up.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I have, and it's, it's like an addiction. Right. It's weird. Right. All of a sudden, you're looking at it all the
2: time. You're paying attention to it. And then you want another piece. And you, you want, want another, another piece. One, and another you go on these buying binges. Yeah. You just kind of get, kinda, gets, yeah, yeah uh-huh. and then you get home and you're like, oh, but then I you did, love it. I you? had a, I had a client come in. It was a Friday afternoon and she said, I'm having an art attack. <laughs> and I said, well, <laughs> she said, I'm having an art attack. I just want to buy some art. And I was like, let me help you. <laughs> and, you know, she yeah. she ended up taking home about four or five pieces. And so that Monday I called her up and I was like, you know, are you OK? Because, you know, you can bring it back. You don't have to keep oh, them Because so the thing sweet. about it is. I while I love impulsive buyers, I want the experience of owning art to be so exciting that it it feels good. No buyers no, regret. No buyers regret. So, but she kept them all. I was like, oh my gosh, that was just an amazing day for me.
0: You like Friday night art that we have in second Ar- Friday, second art Friday night. night? Yeah, we
2: actually started that experience back when we were in the River Market District. Deborah Wood and I. You started and that. We were. I was part of the group that started it with the Arkansas Times, uh-huh. and it started in the River Market because that was supposed to be the cultural district. Yeah, and uh, with the Cal system, and so there were like I felt seven or eight places that you could stop and and uh, sip and. Look at our and the second Friday, our night, and it's still going on. We're out of that loop now because we're in the Dunbar community. And they tried. And, you know, do we have the trolleys? But it just, you know, we are a walking, driving people. Mm-hmm. We don't necessarily like to get on buses and go places within the community. So it didn't work for us to stay a part of it, but it's still going strong. So you didn't do
0: You don't do it anymore? You're not you're not on the trolley I'm system? I'm not on
2: the trolley system because it doesn't, you know, we're, it doesn't come all the way over to...
0: Well, I bet it would if you asked since you got power and pull and you're on the Arkansas for the Arts Group.
2: Oh, yeah.
0: You but could it's it. all good. So you uh, you started framing because your customers wanted you to frame. Yes. And um, uh, it's probably the most lucrative part of your business. I was at your business yesterday. I popped in there to see what you do before the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, son, Matt, and I did. And you had, how many people were back there, Matt? Five people framing? Four people framing? No,
2: lot. no. I have two um, framers. Well, who are the rest of those people? They may have been clients. I don't no. know. But it's only two people. And I have I have a, a bookseller, a literary person, and then my manager. So I do have four employees. Oh, maybe So maybe, just, maybe we maybe, all might have be, been in the back. They're all back there taking a break. We're taking a break. No, yeah. everybody. I mean, we are family. Mm-hmm. Um, my manager, her name is Patrice Brown. She's been with me 29 years. Mm-hmm. Bef- between the two framers, they have 25 years experience. So... Would you say your framing is your most lucrative business? I would not say that, no. You think art? I think it, it's a combination. Sometimes it's books. Sometimes it's framing. Sometimes, it, you know, it all. they all go hand in hand. I mean, the framers, we do framing for people. We are their custom picture framer. They just drop it off just like they're going to the cleaners. They say, just frame it. You know what I want. But we frame primarily for our artists because artists are not framers. Oh. And we do have to protect the original artwork and there's certain things that have to be done, certain types of materials that you must use for original art. So we really started our frame shop to protect the artist and the art. But anybody can come down there. But and anybody can that. come. I mean, we do a lot of degrees. I mean, we you can frame anything. I saw a
0: bank. had You had a, I, not to be nosy, but I saw an order for from yeah, some bank was down with, there. we work you know, I our know what bank.
2: Were... The people that we support, support us, you know. So mm-hmm. we work with, you know, local banks. Yes.
0: So you started off with regional artists, local artists. Local artists,
2: artists regional, national. We have some international artists that we work with. So, you know, we've grown. Um... Luckily, there's not a lot of competition for African-American fine arts. So artists talk to other artists. And, you know, Arkansas is a, is a state with a lot of rich and powerful people who collect art. So why not come to Arkansas and give it a try?
0: Now you've also started your uh, auction house. Tell us about that.
2: The auction house started about five years ago as a result of my husband just looking into that other business model of when people downsize and what to do with their art, so, so why not?
0: So you get to sell it the first time, and then
2: you just sell you it. Can again resell later. it, resell it. You know, your
0: husband's a good business. Yeah, he's man. very,
2: very smart. Mm-hmm. Very, very smart. So, um,
0: who's the auctioneer?
2: He is. He he he, he got the license, and he does. He's, I'm the appraiser, and he's the auctioneer. And then, how often do you have auctions? Well, we mostly is online, and oh. we have had. um, at least two uh, fall and summer auctions, but it hasn't really taken as... Not yet. Not yet. It takes a lot of it work. It takes a lot of work to get that out there, but mostly we do online auctions. Oh, is
0: it, it's like eBay?
2: Yeah, uh-huh. similar to eBay. So it's always something online that you can go out and you can buy. You, you can buy pro- it now.
0: You probably know my my cousin-in-law, Kate Askew. yes. And she's also sells online Mm -hmm. and she got her auctions license and did not really like it. Yeah. But she does sell online, but she's quit selling on a lot of the websites because it's
2: too cumbersome. Yeah. You got to have people that, you know, it's technology. You got to have people that know how to put it up, how to make it look good. It's a lot of work. So that's why we have young people in our life. That's why we work with students. <laughs> we love students. So you work with the students
0: from Philander Smith College and the University of Arkansas at Little Rock.
2: Yes. Is that what you work with them? Well, I mean, some of our best employees have come from those two institutions. They've, you know, started with us when they were freshmen, graduated on and gone on to their careers. But the beauty of working, I think, with me is that I understand you're here to go to school. I am mm-hmm. not your first priority, but when you're with me, you're taking care of my business. But if you have a test, if you need to be mm-hmm. off, it's fine. What do you have them do? Are well, they, they, you know, different
0: do social media for you?
2: Some do social media, some do, yeah. Um, it depends on their area of expertise. I mean, we everybody does everything in my space. So, so we been, got a project, mm-hmm. you know, you do this, you do that, you get ready for events.
0: Tell me sales. how you not get those students down there at the school, because I've been thinking about doing that at Flag and Banner. And I don't know exactly. Do you do you have an event? And so you call up the department, like, say, if you want, you're going to have an event and you want somebody that.
2: Uh, Actually, it's 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 word of mouth. I don't work with a particular person at school. each one of those mm-hmm. institutions, but Philander is walking distance from the gallery. So you and know people
0: over there. You I know call. people
2: over there. And then, you know, they'll send somebody, you know, they'll come over. And if they're interested. And, and, what, you're, and what
0: you've got to do. And it's more like piecemeal work. So it's a short period of time while you work on something. Right. Have you ever thought about hiring somebody full time for social media for your company?
2: I have not thought about that. Because I don't really do social media. Mm-hmm. So I don't really understand. I've never bought anything from looking at Facebook, Instagram. That's just never been my forte. So I really don't delve too much into what I don't understand. But I do understand that it's important. Yeah. So my daughter, yeah, who, Anna, who is, uh, she handles all my social media ah. and she puts all our stuff out there. And I, and I know that it's important because we do get people that come in. And so I'm not... Crazy that I just, but I don't think that I would put a person there to do that full time, especially when I have my daughter to do it for. That's me. right.
0: Is this, is uh, so it is a family business. Your consortium is a family mm-hmm. business. It's you and your husband, is your daughter going to
2: join you? I hope so. She has a uh, master's degree in art history from the oh. University of Cincinnati, but her heart is in teaching. So she wants to, she's a teacher at heart. I have, uh, my youngest daughter is in North Carolina. She's doing her first year as an emergency room resident.
0: Oh my God. They really are like And then uh, mm-hmm.
2: my son is an entrepreneur. He's in sales. and Where? And he works for Goddess Office Products, and he does some online sales. And he comes and helps me. Is he in Little Rock? He's here in Little Rock. And then I have another son that's in New York at Columbia University. He works in the alumni department and does their marketing for the alumni. So they're all their own creative spirits. So that's who knows?
0: It. So you've got one in marketing, one that's going to be a teacher like your parents, one that's going to be a nurse like you. She's, She's an doctor, emergency
2: resident.
0: Like her dad. Yes.
2: So she is a doctor.
0: <laughs> we, we, that's wonderful. Uh, this Let me tell everybody that you're listening to Up In Your Business with me, Carrie McCoy, and that I'm speaking today with Ms. Garbo Hearn, founder and owner of Hearn Fine Art Gallery, Hearn Fine Art Consulting and Appraisal Services, and Pyramid Art Books and Custom Framing in downtown Little Rock. It's a consortium of her family, her and her husband. Dr. Hearn, what's your husband's first name? Archie. Dr. Archie Hearn, and uh, they have just taken something that they're passionate about, and they've turned it into a gallery and a framing company. Even even though your background is in was originally in nursing, and you spent time and money on your nursing degree, I did. My so, dad was like, "Are you serious?" <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> Uh, Arkansas Arkansans for the arts yes that is your passion and its yes, mission yes, I went yes, to yes. its website and its mission is to advance the arts arts education and the creative economy of Arkansas I love the words creative economy of Arkansas yes
2: mm-hmm.
0: that's good Tell us about Arkansans for the Arts. So
2: Arkansans for the Arts is a statewide arts advocacy group. Uh, We are made of a board and advisors, so we are a working board. Right now, we don't have an executive director, so we do the work. There are eight different committees that come together that make this all happen. In 2014, we were formed as a uh, a result of a grant from the Wingate Foundation and Americans for the Arts. In what year? 2014. Okay, We were one of five states that did not have an arts advocacy group. So they wanted to see what happens with states that don't have arts advocacy groups and states that have strong ones as it relates to arts education. So it was a three-year pilot project that um, a group studied arts education in Arkansas. And so there was a paper written from that. And so after that was over, here we are, the hard work must begin you know we must understand what is the importance of advocating for the arts in Arkansas and realizing that you you're not going to get anybody's attention unless you're talking about something that hits them where their heart is and that's the creative economy and then if you look at the arts and what they do for the creative economy in Arkansas every part of our state has their own successful art story crystal bridges I mean, need I say more?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Mountain View. What's in Mountain View? Mountain View is where the um, culture, what is it?
0: Uh, I know they've got big music,
2: don't music, they? Music, but it's the craft. The craft oh, the school craft started mm-hmm. in 1941. Oh. In El Dorado, the Murphys Arts District. You look at Pine Bluff, the murals. I mean, so every part of Arkansas has their own successful art story. But And if you think about arts other than, you know, visual, theater, drama, dance. Think about culinary. Think about fashion. Think about film. Think about what you do. Business. All of these people have to have a creative output. And that, that stems and in, 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 in works with our economy. If you look at healthcare, look at all the beautiful art that they put in the hospitals. Oh,
0: yeah, they do a lot you of art. You think
2: about art therapy. Mm-hmm. You think about dance therapy. All of that stems from the creative spirit and you have to be able to in terms of arts education it starts young mm-hmm. you never know what will happen if you don't think of you know use both sides of your brain so we've got to make sure that there's funding for arts education so our Kansas for the Arts looked at other successful advocacy uh, groups in the United States and what we were missing was a legislative arts caucus So we got to work with Senator Joyce Elliott and, you know, just sat with her and gave her the numbers in terms of all of the disciplines that bring this creative economy in Arkansas. When you talk money, you got to be able to back it up. Mm -hmm. And so we convinced her to start a legislative arts caucus. That's really exciting. And that's one of the things we're really proud of. Uh, We are working with building student art leaders on the campus of UCA. Uh, they're forming UCA students for the arts and we're hoping to take that model to every two-year and four-year college in Arkansas because we have to build student art leaders. We've got to have people who understand what is the NEA? What does the NEA do? The National Endowment for the Arts. You know, they were seeking $155 million to celebrate the arts or, you know, what do they do? And so what is Mid-America Arts Alliance? What is NASA? Who are the people that control the arts? So we must understand that and have and and build patrons. So that's our goal with making sure that we play a part. If you're not at the table, especially politically, we're just out here talking. Yeah. So we're at the table. We're hoping to get a seat for the arts on the Economic Development Commission. Right now, the arts are not there. I can't believe that. But, you know, nobody's paying attention. I mean, if you think about politics, how many politicians run on the arts? How many even mention it in their speeches? Because it's a given. It's one of those things we take for granted. That's there, but it's not going to always be there if we don't pay attention and make sure arts education is funded appropriately. And that we are, the arts are for everybody, not just for the rich. Yeah. It's for everybody. So you want to have all the campuses to
0: understand the NEA, National Endowment for the Arts, Mid- Mid-America arts, arts
2: Alliance, that's a regional group. And these are all people that give money. Give money to, to a, support the arts. There are grants that they give, so you know, these, that goes down to the people. One of our biggest partners is the Arkansas Arts Council. Mm-hmm. That is, uh, is that our scan? The Arkansas Arts Council uh-huh. is they support the arts in Arkansas. Okay, And there's a there's a board that serves at the pleasure of the governor. That is from all different, you know, eight districts in the state, and so who are the who? You know, what do they do? You know, they give grants to uh, organizations like the Arkansas Arts Center, the REP. They also give individual grants. So there's, do y'all work together with them? We do. We support their efforts, and we they keep us informed of what's going on. But they're not in the state of Arkansas. They cannot be. They They cannot lobby. They cannot. Go to form a legislative caucus. They cannot do that at all.
0: They are just a nonprofit. Yes. Well, where do they get their money to support the arts?
2: They get it from the NEA, where the
0: money funnels down through. So your people will work through them to get money, or will they? Your your, your associate your nonprofit get money on its own?
2: Now, Arkansas for the Arts is sustainable from membership, and this is from. You know, organizations can join, individuals can join. It's sustainable for membership only. You're
0: getting a phone call. All right. yeah. Hello, caller. You're on the air with Garbo Hearn on Up In Your Business. Do you have a question for my guest? Yes, I do.
2: This is Brother Willie. Uh, good afternoon. Uh, I'm uh, Hearn. How are you? I sure do. One of my best customers. <laughs> yes,
1: I'm so happy that I, I caught the show today and uh, never everything. And... Uh, i'll just listen to you giving a real simple definition about uh, the true meaning of art as you say creativity and uh you know it, it's a divine manifestation from god which is nature and yeah. i really feel that art should be taught in the home i mean if he, even before a child goes to school he should be taught the essence of art and i just want to let you know i'm going to pass on the word
2: and uh, we are going to be supportive. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, thank
0: you. Thank you caller, for calling in. Uh, Jason, I think this is a good place to wind the show up. It was a great call from your fan club out there. <laughs> and I think he's right. You need to, you do need to teach it. You? you need to get love and appreciation for beautiful things I think is really important. Mm-hmm. So I was going to give you this book called The End of the Line by Bernal Love about Ninth Street. Do you already have that in your
2: bookstore? I don't. You don't? I don't.
0: Oh, I cannot believe it. So, we sell this at Arkansas Flag and Manor. It's called okay. End of the Line. It's well, about Ninth Street. It's written by Berna Love, an yes. author right here. I know Berna. Yes. I know the Mosaic Templar has it. You uh-huh. might want to think about putting I it in your book. I, I should. Listen, I have another great book. Do you have these books? We're going to talk a little business here for a minute. Okay, let's I'm talk gonna business. give you another book. Okay. So, I may give you a couple of books. Do you get these books? These little bitty cute. For, if you're on, if you're.
2: These are great gift books. We do carry them
0: during the holidays. They are wonderful gift books, books. Right, those are like four by six inch books, right. about what thirty pages. That yes. one is the With quotes the quotation of, Martin, of Lu- Martin
2: Luther King Yes, Gender.
0: yes. And there's quotes from my favorite president, Theodore Roosevelt. Okay. He's my favorite president. He was just. He was the last president to do battle on horse. In case y'all didn't know that. Oh my. I know. <laughs> uh is this for me that's for you oh too my goodness. yeah i think not know you, you so carried these books in your store yes, and i want yes. to let you know about them because well, i think thank you should you. and this thank book you. too yes yes i know Werner really well oh good well I, I thank you for coming on very well, much thank you thank yeah. you it's been fun yeah it goes it is fun isn't it yes you are great and lastly to our listeners thank you for spending time with us if you think this program has been about you you're right but it's also been for us Thank you for letting us fulfill our destiny. Our hope today is that you've heard or learned something that's been enlightening or inspiring and that whatever it is will help you up your business, your independence or your life. I'm Carrie McCoy and I'll see you next time on Up In Your Business. Until then, be brave and keep it up.
1: You've been listening to Up In Your Business with Carrie McCoy. For links to resources you heard discussed on today's show, go to flagandbanner.com, select radio show and choose today's guest. Subscribe to podcasts wherever you like to listen. Carrie's goal is simple, to help you live the American dream.